Welcome to Street Smart Business Leaders Powered by Clout. I'm Ishaan Ellis, CEO of Clout, a national public relations and marketing communications firm headquartered in Chicago. Our agency is dedicated to uncovering insights and cultural trends to help business leaders better understand today's consumer. We also invite some of the best minds in business to come on our show to share their insight and experiences. So if you're interested in becoming a guest on our show, stick around to the end of this podcast and I'll tell you how to become one. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another uh, edition of Street Smart Business Leaders Powered by Clout. I'm Ashawn Ellis, CEO of Clout Public Relations and Marketing, and we have a very special guest with us today. Her name is Courtney Lukic. She is the uh, president and CEO of uh, Gotham PR. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Michan. I love the street smart aspect of what you're doing with this podcast. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So tell me about Gotham PR. Well, we're probably one of the only agencies that bootstrapped. We're coming up on our 20th anniversary in May, believe it or not. And uh, yeah, I mean, we took our inspiration from Gotham, Gotham City, which is New York City, where I'm sitting today. <laughs> and, uh, you know, New York is coming back. I feel like, you know, the last few days, I think I've taken, I don't know, 40 or 50 meetings nonstop. We've got events wow. in person. Yeah, it's exciting to see, you know, obviously as the, the spring arrives and we just opened a new office in Coconut Grove in Miami. So the two are very different markets. We're seeing a lot of startup activity down south and it's just exciting. I feel like it's circling back to where we started, right? Like in 2001, 2002 timeframe. Uh, so that's, that's always exciting for a PR practitioner, as you know, oh, we're all absolutely. about new yeah <laughs> that's good stuff and, and that was uh, definitely i was going to ask you about the name because i absolutely love the name uh of, of the agency so tell me a little bit about your background so where you're originally from and how'd you get into pr great question um grew up in dc dc is home base for kids whose parents are diplomats or in the military so i actually was born in japan and i grew up all over the world and i speak a lot of different languages and i've lived in a lot of different countries and worked in different countries so it only made sense to come to New York, right? Such an international sure. city. And sure. um, from from the jump, really, when we started the agency, we had clients from all over the world. And now I have clients in 30 countries and 30 cities in the U.S. So um, we're truly actually on every single continent, including Antarctica. So that's, <laughs> that's fantastic. no small wow. achievement in two <laughs> decades, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So was this something that you, you know, you were passionate about, like, you know, I had a chance to check out your background, but mm -hmm. did you always know that you wanted to be in PR? Most PR people that, that I'm, I know, they started in marketing or they were journalists like I was, uh, or, right. you know, and, uh, a writer and they somehow get into PR. What was your journey, your PR journey? Tell me your PR no, journey. No, it's a great question. I mean, because I also, you know, mentor a lot of junior people and bring them up through the ranks. And many of them have their own agencies and companies today, I'm mm -hmm. happy to report. And yeah. some of them come back to me 15 years later and say, let's work together, which I love, of course, because mm -hmm. they're so sophisticated after all that time. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I, I started out in a newsroom. It was at a foreign um, desk. And I want to say that they were still, you know, they still had the telex, you know, like with the dots and everything uh, coming in over the wire. You know, uh -huh. these some of these media terms that now sound kind of archaic. But um, yeah, and it was very exciting, obviously, working on breaking news stories. So, yeah, I do have that journalistic side, um, mm -hmm. have worked 
I think in a very multidisciplinary uh, capacity. And so PR became sort of a natural um, extension of all my interests. You know, I, I, I think I mentioned I worked all over the world in a lot of different jobs. I've worked nonprofit. I've worked, you know, for major global brands, um, then I came to New York and I was working in tech and, you know, 1.0, internet 1.0. So trying to explain to somebody what Bluetooth technology was in the year 1999, they were like, what, that's a radio frequency, excuse me. And now of course it's just so common and everybody's so tech savvy. So um, that's why I think, you know, by extension, I've always had a technology um, aspect to my practice. And now I'm working with a lot of architects and developers and designers and also direct to consumers. So it's all about tech. Now it's always there's that's always the through line, right? So sure, the sure. aesthetics aside, um, once you have that understanding and you can kind of roll with engineers and hang around with IT people and not be intimidated, I think that that um, bodes well, right, for any PR practitioner because we always have to be at the forefront of research. I mean, you, I'm sure you encounter this all the time, but you sit down with the client and they expect you to be an expert in their business from you <laughs> right. know. Oh, from the, the conversation first meeting, opener. Yeah. And so, yeah, I do like to stay really informed. And it's interesting. I was in a meeting recently and the client, we were, I don't know, pitching some cultural institution and she sort of match makes different, um, say, uh, museums with designers and collaborations and so forth. And she said, my goodness, you're so well informed. <laughs> like, well, I kind of think every good PR person should be really well informed. Yeah, right? Absolutely. And I also bolt onto that. I'll, I'll say to clients, too. Um, it's my job to know the people you want to talk to, you want to communicate right. to. So that message you want to, it's my job to also know that audience in and out so we can package your messaging in the right way. So that is uh, spot on. Well, question it's, question it's, for you. Yeah, very respectful. And also it allows them to trust you, right? Why else would they invest their business in you if you don't know their business? So Absolutely. So we've had uh, an interesting two years with uh-huh. the pandemic and you know, the, the stuff with George Floyd and, you know, election, all kinds of stuff. How has PR evolved, in your opinion? Um, I'll, I'll, you know, I won't lead you. How, how do you think PR has evolved, given just what has happened the last two years? Year two yeah, I later? mean, I, I appreciate the touch points you just gave me because I'm working in, you know, arts, um, culture, development, and we're seeing a confluence of a uh, new way of thinking about design addressing those audiences and those concerns uh, from a a diversity, equity, inclusivity standpoint. So, you know, it starts in the beginning, right? So if you're designing something from the ground up, uh, it should necessarily take into account those audiences and concerns. Uh, So I've seen that happen. I have Mm -hmm. seen a tremendous acceleration in the building industry, as you can imagine, because everyone needs housing. Yeah. So that's really reaching almost epic dare I say, crisis proportions, right? Affordable housing. So in big cities, that that is topic number one. And even in the suburbs, right? They can't even build houses fast enough. So then that begets sort of an exploration of the supply chain and managing expectations that as fast as they can build, they can only build as fast as they can get the supplies, even domestically. Yeah. Notwithstanding trying to import them. And I don't know if you've heard anybody talking about trying to buy a car or an appliance, you know, it's, it's challenging. So- on the one hand, everything's greatly accelerated. And then on the other hand, um, you know, we're seeing a challenge on the media side. I don't know if you are, but yeah, um, I've been doubt. doing yeah. this a long time and I'm so respectful of my journalistic contacts, whether they're established or new, uh, just the load that they're carrying and also the, the way they have to work. And so we're telling clients, you know, you, you can get five or great, five or six great features, but don't expect the whole 
panoply or portfolio to be in every single publication of record. Um, it's just not realistic. It's not I mean, realistic at yeah. all. At all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, those are all good points. And I, I also think that, you know, the, the role of the PR practitioner um, is so tied to journalists. And what I mean by that is, we went through this phase of, you know, fake news and all kinds of things to where oh, yes. the uh -huh. integrity of communication and information is, it's, in my, my opinion, PR folks are now even more needed to, you know, share the, to, to, to make sure that the right information is being communicated. President Obama was here, I'm, we're headquartered here in Chicago, and okay. he's here and he's talking about mis the, the age of misinformation. And yeah. I thought that was an interesting topic. And so anyway, we don't have to go down that road, but you know, the, the thinking behind the role of PR, uh, not just in marketing communications world, but also in everyday business um, and, and how we get our information, this role will be so important. And then just my two cents on how it, I think it's evolved. Truly, we only work with top tier media for that reason. I mean, there are a lot of low hanging fruit, as we would say in the media business. So yeah. I don't um, spend too much time there, uh, but I'm a big fan of due diligence. I act as much as legal counsel, as journalistic or press counsel, and not least of which, you know, emotional counsel for a lot of, you know, businesses. I won't say they're distressed, but they're working in such an amplified manner that it's becoming almost unsustainable and also sustainability is an issue, right? Uh, whether it's workplace or whether it's in the actual um, built environment. So I, I feel like the role, particularly of a more seasoned professional is to uh, be many things to your client and press is just one portion of it. I mean, I have great clients, so I've spent a lot of time doing business development. I'm a big fan of partnerships yeah. and creative alliances and not everyone has to compete. And uh, sometimes, you know, in a market like New York, that's so hyper competitive or LA, uh, there's a lot of value in aligning clients. I don't ever assign on clients that compete with each other. So they oftentimes really find an affinity towards working with one another. And to Not me, that's a tremendous, yeah. yeah, it's a tremendous accolade too, to just curate your client list so that everybody can hold hands and play in the sandbox together nicely and <laughs> come out with great, <laughs> great results. So mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of the moment I'm in right now. So I'm really relishing it. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. Oh, that's good stuff. So what, you, what's, um, what's challenging about our industry and what's rewarding about it? Uh, well, it goes back to that managing expectations. I think people think you sort of smile and dial or you just turn in a press release and then it results in um, immediate Voila! commensurate coverage. <laughs> Sometimes it can. And when it does, we all celebrate. Right. But yeah. more often than not, like I was just talking to a very high profile producer, we're working on this uh, documentary film with some really big names. And I was saying, you know, if you want the Vanity Fair piece, we really do need to start right now, even if you want it to come out in September. You know, it's mm -hmm. even people who have been doing this a long time, they don't understand that you need, you know, three to six months sometimes to ramp up for that big mm -hmm. feature or cover story. So it's always educating the client, um, having them really hear you. Right. And I, yeah. I find that I repeat myself a lot. I say the same thing a lot of different ways until it sinks in and they start <laughs> saying it back in. to me. <laughs> and I know that they've heard me when they tell it back to me as if they, you know, had come upon come it. Up with themselves. it. <laughs> yeah. That's so. too funny. 
so so what's, what's so what's next for the agency? I, I did read. Are you writing a book? Or you have a book coming out? If so, tell me about. Yes, it. yes, yes. It's called Creating Significance, and I think you would agree there's a difference between significance and success. And maybe I have this perspective now, 20 years in, mm-hmm. uh, in my own practice, and not least of which working a lot of other agencies. That um, it's one thing to generate a lot of, as they like to say, buzz or publicity, and that's very different from a sustained. Um, legacy business, right? Or a brand Absolutely. that has uh, lasting value. So it's really a book of case studies of clients sort of that we started with. Um, everyone from Brett Johnson, who's a young um, black designer who's built a mm-hmm. fashion empire globally, which is pretty spectacular. We started with him when he was 25. And that's true of, you know, a lot of I think we launched at least seven or eight direct-to-consumer brands during the pandemic, which was also an interesting exercise, right, to see that direct um, conduit. And that didn't even, that required more marketing than it did press, right, Mm -hmm. Um, because it's all about that immediate access. So to your point of the evolving role of the media practitioners, just to kind of keep um, endeavoring into these new business models, right. And to not be intimidated, like, you know, people have always come to us when they wanted to create a category. And I think that's, what's interesting about this book, creating significance is we create a category that didn't exist. And then the client flourished Mm. in that realm. And part of it was time and market, right. For example, the, the sustainable furniture business, Hudson furniture, which, um, I don't know how much you know about design, but these are one of a kind pieces that on average sell for about $50,000. And I mean, wow. it's sort of a go-to, yeah, go-to um, company for a lot of designers and, you know, celebrities and people like that for their homes. But the the point being is he started with two slabs of wood in his office in his studio when we, when we met with him. So um, initially many, many years ago. So I, I love these sort of origin stories, like where were they then and where are they now? And um, I think it is interesting because these are lasting businesses, right? They're not fly by night. Um, they're not taking VC money. They are bootstrapping and they are turning themselves into global emporia, which I think is not a small accomplishment, right? Not In at this all. Day and age. Not at all. So how can and, people, where can people get your book? Where can it get it? Because it sounds uh, it's amazing. Coming out, yeah, it's coming out in Q4. I will post it on my LinkedIn. I'm Courtney M. Lukic at LinkedIn. Um, Simon & Schuster and Worth Media. If you remember Worth from back in the day, they're back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they have an imprint as well. And so I'm, you know, putting it under their business and premature. And then, you know, probably I'll go on the speaking circuit. I would like to put together some kind of class, maybe not a masterclass, but something you know, simpatico for people who still don't understand what PR people do. And you'd be surprised. Sure. Most people do not. <laughs> I like people. That's, that's normally what I get. I, I'm good with people. It's, uh, it's a lot more than that. Right. So <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Stuff. The methodology, I think, you know, um, even it, explaining it to people in a very distilled manner um, still for whatever reason kind of goes over people's heads. So mm-hmm. um, like you, I like to uh, really underscore the journalistic aspect and, and the value that that brings, but also these new marketing practices, right? Let's sure. face it. We're going into a new era of advertorial and, you know, paid placements and nobody likes to hear those, you know, phrases put together in this kind of interview, but um, podcasts. I mean, who, who would have seen that everybody would have a podcast, right? I mean, it's, it's a wonderful medium. Yeah. So, and video, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like we grew up with video and have always loved video. And then for people to evangelize and tell us that that's something new. I mean, I get, I have to giggle in some it of these meetings. my head on that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How is that the case? So you earlier you mentioned, and I guess that that's part of my question of what's next. You mentioned mm-hmm. uh, getting an office in Florida, 
yeah. what else is happening with you guys that uh, that uh, uh, be good to share? Well, I think, you know, during the pandemic, we essentially um, tripled and then quadrupled our client roster. So it's a That's question awesome. of, uh, you know, keeping up with that and, um, you know, bringing in new talent. So I'm always cultivating, you know, I, I lecture at certain universities. I've been doing mm -hmm. it obviously virtually and selectively in person. And it's always great to talk to grad students or business students who then say, hey, I'd like to come to work with you. You know, even if it's not full time, give me a couple of projects. So yeah. they just sort of want to get their feet wet and see what it's really like. And they get a taste for for, you know, how fun it is. I mean, I was trained back when I worked at IBM, that was my first tech job. You know, they said, you're the most exciting part about business is new business. And that kind of <laughs> stuck with me. That's, and they're still true. I, yeah, I've been yeah. at this 17 years and it, I, it's true. It's absolutely yeah. true. Uh, yeah. that, and it just feels good when you, when you go in and mm -hmm. people see the vision and there's, you're in like mind and you're able to, to do something special together. It's, it's a fantastic feeling. So that's good stuff. Uh, so folks that are listening to uh, this podcast are entrepreneurs and mm -hmm. uh, business leaders and that sort of thing. Um, if someone, you were talking to someone who's thinking about maybe going out on their own uh, I, you know, I, when I started my first agency, I was working for the McDonald's corporation for, you oh. know, about 10 years corporate communications work and mm -hmm. finally got the nerve to go out and do it. Uh, what advice would you give someone? Because we, we all go through that, you know, this is, this is security. You have a, a corporate job, it's secure. Uh, but I always felt like I was bigger than that job, which is why I ended up going, going and doing my own thing. What advice would you give a, a student or, or uh, someone in the corporate world who's thinking about going out on their own and hanging their own shingle? Uh, excellent question. And I think, first and foremost is surround yourself with experts, right? So it's not going to be your friends and family if they're not entrepreneurs and if they're not successful yeah. in their respective realms. I mean, it, it takes a certain amount of risk and courage and resilience to get up every day, particularly when you're first starting mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur. But, you know, that tenacity um, to, you know, seek out legal counsel, accounting and surround yourself with successful entrepreneurs. Let's face it, there's enough of them that I think if you reach out to people, um, they more often than not will be responsive and help. I know I answer every email, whether I can hire somebody or not, I will send them in the right direction of somebody who will. Same here. Yeah. And I think um, startups.com is an organization I got involved with. I'm actually teaching a workshop, I think not next week, but the week after um, to founders and young startups and answering all these kind of burning questions, right? Of people who, um, need the sort of skill sets, but may or may not be able to hire an agency initially, or if they are, they need to know sort of <laughs> the ABCs of what to ask and what to look for. So um, again, I think so many resources exist now that didn't exist when you and I were starting up, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, that uh, I think as a young entrepreneur to really avail yourself of even um, peer groups or mentor groups, like I said, startups.com, there's no barrier to entry. I mean, it's very inexpensive, um, and they have these wonderful sort of groups and, you know, like-minded people are in, and then they have senior people sort of mentoring and they have office hours. I mean, it's a, it's a great, it's a great thing. So um, yeah, avail yourself. And I mean, there's a lot of literature available too, just Very online true. and otherwise. Yeah. Very true. Well, Hey, Tracy, thank you so much. Courtney, I'm sorry. Thank you so yeah, much okay. for uh, joining us today and, and sharing what you guys are doing over at Gotham Public Relations. Really appreciate it. Good luck with the book. Uh, Thank I will you. certainly buy a copy. Um, I'm looking forward to reading the stories and uh, really appreciate your time, Courtney. Oh, my pleasure. And I will be sending you a copy. So thank you very much. Thank you.
Thank you so much for listening to Street Smart Business Leaders Powered by Cloud. Now, if you know someone who'd be a great guest for the show, please send them my way or have them go to cloudllc.com slash podcast slash apply and we'll take a look. If you got something great out of today's show, please let me know what you thought. Also, share it on social media and be sure to subscribe to the podcast itself. Again, the whole goal behind the podcast is to share experiences and insights so we can all develop and grow. So until next time, make every day your masterpiece. Take care.